Hello everyone, welcome back to Teachers Meeting and in today's podcast we have a special guest, Teacher of the Year, Mr. Smith. Hey, thank you so much Mr. Year, for having me on your podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks for coming in. So our topic today is concept attainment. So for those of you who are a little unfamiliar with it, it's a student-centered method which allows for students to put in a majority of the thinking while teachers simply give pointers. It's basically like a guessing game. So a teacher can introduce it to her class by saying, I'm thinking about a topic and I want to see if you guys can guess what it is. I will give you some examples, the yeses of what it is, and some non-examples, the noes. Now, there are all rules to this. For the teachers, you must give at least two examples and one non-example to start off with. This will give students a general idea to think about the topic that you are trying to teach them. For students, they must raise their hand to share examples or non-examples. No shouting out the topic, otherwise that defeats the whole purpose of the game only give out examples or non-examples. So the students must wait for the teacher to give the okay to guess the actual topic. When the teacher is giving the yeses and the noes, the examples or non-examples, she can do this by simply putting words on the board. She can use pictures or physical objects. I'll show you my example. The topic is fruits. But of course, I'm not going to say that right off the bat. Instead, I'm going to give the yeses, the example, which would be apples, oranges, bananas, and the noes or non-examples would be beans, lettuce, a book, a pen. So using opposites helps capture the idea easier and it's great for younger children but it's not mandatory. And it's important to remember to give students plenty of thinking time to guess what the actual topic is. And of course, if they get stuck or it's too hard or, you know, they run out of ideas, you can place students in groups or in pairs. That way they can share their ideas together and brainstorm and this will help them figure out the actual topic a little bit better. Once the students actually guess what the topic is correctly, ask them to share all the examples that they know. After they've guessed the topic correctly, you can carry on with your lesson as planned. So I know what you're thinking. Why is the concept attainment method so great? What do teachers get out of it? So here's what I'm going to tell you. For one, it can be used with any grade level. That's right, younger children in elementary, middle school, high school, even college. Why? Because you can adjust it to any age or any grade level. Next thing I'm going to tell you, it's student-centered, which means students are going to be the one doing all the work. They're going to be doing all the thinking. And all you have to do is simply guide them or give them pointers. And lastly, by the end of the game, the teacher will have a good idea of the overall knowledge of the class 
about the topic. The teacher will notice this because once students grasp the concept, the students will list all the examples they know. This is very valuable information because it lets the teacher know where to start in her teaching based on the topic she wants to teach. So Mr. Smith, give me your input. What are your ideas or opinions about this method? Well, you know I work in middle school and it's a, it's a little hard to get students excited about school or to participate in class. Um, that's why I enjoy using the concept attainment method it's student-centered, like you said, and students are always eager to share their ideas when the attention's on them. So can you give me an example of when you use the concept attainment method? Okay, uh, when I'm introducing a new subject or a topic to the class, I like to let the students guess what it is. My favorite time I used the concept attainment in my class was when I was introducing force. This includes force in play, force in nature, force in weapons, and so on. For the no's or non-examples, I posted pictures of a bunch of random objects that stay still on their own. For example, art canvases, statues, an empty street of rock, or a couch. For the yes example, first I posted pictures of a tornado and a windmill. So students automatically thought it was wind. But when I posted pictures of a waterfall and a wave, students were confused and had blank expressions. Once I posted the last picture, I let students get into groups of four to try and guess the concept. And they were extremely eager to share their ideas because no one was able to guess it right. Everyone had their hands up. And that's what I love about this concept. It really gets students involved and excited. Wow, that sounds so exciting. I'm glad you were able to get your class to participate and have fun. So for those of you out there listening and you're wondering, how can I bring concept attainment into my classroom? Well, for one, state the goals and the rules to your class. Two, play a simple easy game so that students can understand the way it works. They can understand how to actually play the game. Next, the teacher can control the speed of the game by giving examples more quickly, setting a timer, or if students are stuck, you know, and they run out of ideas, you can group them to generate more ideas faster or just simply to get them moving, you know? Next, you want to start the game with two examples and one non-example. Like I said before, this is so students can get a general idea of the topic you are trying to introduce to them. Next, a teacher can change modes by giving examples as words, as pictures, or physical items. When the teacher feels like the class has grasped the concept, ask a student or the class to share. If incorrect, just keep on playing. Give more examples and non-examples to your students. However, if it is correct, ask the students to list more examples. 
all they can think of. Tell them, share all that you can think of. Now, here's the tricky part. If the students or the teacher question an example or non-example, use the brainstorm method. Group your students to discuss if that example is a yes or a no. Remember my example earlier about the topic fruits? So if I gave out tomato, some students might think it's a vegetable. Some students might think it's a fruit. This can open up a discussion to talk about as a class or in small groups of two or four. So allow your classroom to become student-centered. Allow your students to do all the thinking. So try it out in your classroom and feel free to let me know how it all worked out. That's all we have for today, guys. See you next time on Teachers Meeting.